The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. On my talk 1071, I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk about all things food and fun. And so we always kick this off right away with the top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two with him, with him, with him. All right, so this is where we talk about two things we are mildly obsessed with or super loving this week. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, And while I do this, I need to look up the address. So the other day I was at uh, my local grocery store. Yeah. And I happened to see a sign of a store that I did not know about. And it is called Spice Your Life. And it is at 614 West 54th Street. And it is this cute little Minnesota owned spice shop. It's not a chain it's just a woman who loves spice, another guy who loves spice, and they got together and they're making all these custom blends. And the funny thing about spice is spices can get old in your cupboard, right? Oh, so, and I like keep them forever. I and then have I'm, cumin like from when I got married. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we're supposed to be recycling. And when you do actually get like fresh spices, I bought this Tuscan herb seasoning that uh, they recommended. It was so good. Yeah. It was like, oh, spice, oh, like oh. Italian spices. I can taste them. Oh, yeah. Also, red pepper flakes. Like, sometimes they're just not even hot. Like, you know, you've eaten a quarter cup of them and you haven't mm. gotten an ounce of spice on your pizza. So this is Spice for Your Life. They just opened right before the pandemic. Where? Um, 54th, 614 West 54th Street. So Edina? Like 50th and... Um, I think it's actually South Minneapolis, technically. Okay. But so it's where by is the it Max by? Fish and Chips... There's a Brow Studio. There's a Kowalski's right there. Oh, you're just over by the in Boulevard the... Movie Theater. Yeah, yeah, area-ish. yeah. You're kind of Tangletown, my yeah. old, my old neighborhood. I used to live two blocks from there. Uh, Greek oregano, Szechuan peppercorns. Really nice people. It's off of Diamond Lake Road. If you take Diamond Lake Road and you shoot all the way past Nicola and you go into that area, that's great. Lots of recipes. Oh, they also have um, vinegar and oils. Oh. 
So a whole vinegar <laughs> shop, oils. I don't really do the vinegar and oils because Kurt can't have a lot of them. So, right. But See. beautiful spices and just locally owned. And I just was like, wow, this was a beautiful little gem. Little, a little pop mm-hmm. in, huh? Yep. Okay. Um, my first one is just, I'm going to talk about uh, Anne Ahmed's, funny enough, Spice Market, the restaurant that she is going to launch. That news came out this week that she is going to launch uh, a restaurant in the Harriet Inn space at 40th and Lindale. And it's going to be called Spice Market. And she's going to celebrate all the Southeast and Asian, uh, Southeast Asian uh, dishes that she, you know, that she loves from her heritage and from, you know, her trips and everything else throughout the country. Um, and so I'm very excited by it. I think it's a great spot. I think that that Harriet Inn never really, to me, kind of got to the potential of what it could have been. Right. I can't remember who used to own it. I can't remember what that guy's name was. But he used to own a bunch of stuff, and um, he was like an investment guy. But anyway, uh, she's going to turn it into a thing. And here's what's even more exciting, of course, for me, is that Trish Gavin is her current. And Animed yes. owns Lat 14 and Lemongrass Tie as well. But Trish Gavin is her beverage director, and Trish is just a cocktail genius in my mind. And I just super love her, and she is going to do the coolest. She's told me that she's got some really great ideas for the cocktail program at this spice market. So it should be pretty fun. All right. So that's coming. It will take, by the way, a while because they do have to kind of gut it and get it to a good space. So it is going to take a little while to get that up. So expect this hopefully by the end of the year. Okay. There. I like that. Yeah. Uh, All right. So then uh, what premiered this week is season three of Relish with Yia Vang. Right. This is our TPT original Twin Cities Public Television show. That features local chefs in our midst. A lot of them have immigrant stories and kind of cooking things from their kitchen. It obviously had to pivot a little bit because of the COVID virus, but they're featuring people like Karen Tomlinson, who we're a big fan of, John Shugamaro, um, also Gerald Klass, uh, Gustav Romero, Beth Dooley, Heather Jans, the Sri Lankan curry lady. Uh, who has the best curry in the world, by the way. For sure she does. And yeah, so TPT Originals, the season has launched. And we'll put a link on our Facebook page. But watch the Relish episodes if you get a chance. Because they're really fun. Good, good, good. I think so, too. And they do they show up every Thursday night? I yes. Feel, mm-hmm. I feel like it's every Thursday night they have a on new one. TPTOriginals.org. Okay. okay. Um, all right. So my second one actually is just going to be that chicken bog recipe <laughs> that we already <laughs> talked about. But I'm going to tell you that I feel like it's like hot dish. I feel like it's hot dish with like a twist. And I'm going to put a little recipe up for you guys from Garden and Gun, kind of giving you like the primer for it if you're interested. I am going to make some this week. I'm going to make a chicken bog. If you're going to make one, it could be a challenge. We could have a little chicken bog discussion if you feel like it's a thing that worked or didn't work in your mind. Well, we could. I um, cooked something else that I wanted to tell you about, and this is a good segue to do that. Do we have a second? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, and I have to find it because I had to send the recipe to Stacy Crane. So Bon Appetit, I'm having a love-hate relationship with recently. Yep. However, I made something, and it was real good, and it had a technique that I'd never used before, and I thought of you. Oh, really? It is the spicy coconut chicken rice. Okay. And I like chicken rice dishes, which is like a bog. Which is like a bog. What I did is it has you rinse basmati rice three times. Oh. And when you put water in it, you realize like how much starch starts yeah. to bubble up out I of the know. water. It's crazy. So you're rinsing and drying the rice, like which I was like, well, this seems weird. 
but I did it and it wasn't hard. And then you added like vegetable oil, shallots, garlic and chicken thighs with turmeric and pepper and salt. And so the rice is soaking and I'm doing all this stuff in my saute pan. Then you put sweetened or unsweetened coconut milk in the pan. Okay. And then you put your rice back in there. Now I've rinsed this rice like three times and I put this rice into the pan with the coconut milk, the chickens in there, the the turmeric, all the stuff. Then what you do is you take a kitchen towel and you tie it up around the lid of the pot. Around the lid? Around the lid of the top. Okay. So I have this lid that I've got in my kitchen towel that's wrapped and I put the lid on. Yeah. And that absorbs a lot of the condensation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you then open it after the rice is done, what you do is you put a handful of kale and some hot chilies and close it again. And then the kale wilts with the hot chilies. And what you end up with is this one skillet chicken dish that is kind of like a risotto consistency. Really? It's super creamy, but the rice is individual granules, so it's not like a mudge. Yeah. It was, they haven't broken down. Yeah. Interesting. It was real good, and I'd never done this technique with the wrapping of the pot. Makes sense, lid, though. Totally but I would do sense. that again, Yeah, and I was surprised how good it was. Even Kurt said he was like, huh, hmm. that's really good. That's nice. Yeah, and I think the the texture of it was really nice, and it was obviously something you could make in your instant pot. But it's all gonna kind of just together, yeah, right? This had That's some like difference. texture and some oh, depth to interesting. it. Interesting. Okay, that might so, be something to consider. I will post it because I thought it was really good. Okay, I am excited by that. I like that. Um, hey, quickly, I did want to answer a question from last time that we forgot Please. about the, uh, the her son about her. Uh, someone's son is moving. Joe's son is moving to um, Raleigh for first uh, house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's a kid who's moving out on his own yep. for the first time. He's what, leaving the nest. Yeah, leaving the nest. What is your uh, a list of the first time home kitchen must haves is the question. Oh, and I would say that the first thing that we always say is he has to have good knives. And it doesn't have to be a ton of good knives. It just has they to be, can be those cheap Cuisinart set. But it has to be good knives, not like, you know. OK, we have a difference of opinion. I think you need at least one yes. really good chef knife. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. And not, not, you know, for me, I need a shorter blade than the longer. But this is what I figured out. I can't like the longer ones. It just doesn't work for me. I need a short blade. You're a small person. I'm a small person. This is part of it. Um, and tongs. The other thing is I would say is you need tongs. To me, I think that I do so much with tongs between pulling things out of the oven. I use tongs a lot, too. And you don't think about it. Uh-uh. They're just completely, intuitively part of your hands, I think. And then for me, I would also tell you that welding gloves are better than hot pads. If you have a pie pair of like from Northern Tool, those are my those are the gloves that I use to take in and out of the oven. Okay, I like that. So there's that. Those are my three things. I would say a cast iron skillet. Yes, you would. I use that all the time. Mm-hmm. I would say an all-clad, medium... Dutch oven. Five-quart. Yeah. A La Crusade Dutch oven. And yeah. I would also say a Cuisinart. I would not say La Crusade, though. Would you say specifically La Crusade or just a Dutch oven? A Dutch oven. Okay. I would do okay. La Crusade if, you know, but in your first house, you're probably not going to get to that. But and it's a, a great wedding gift. You're right, a food processor. Food processor for me. I got one as a wedding gift. I don't use it every day, but yeah. it is a... When you need it, like when yep. I'm doing bolo and I'm going to do all my carrots, and greeting cheese, all the things, anything like making dough, just yeah. Okay, I would say that too. Those and you need a you do need a cheese grater though. 
Don't you think? Or you think well, you do you um, do that on the Cuisinart? I would use a microplane grater. I do great cheese. I grate Parmesan in the Cuisinart. Oh, interesting. But a microplane too. Like Cuisinart is good. I've been making peanut butter. I oh, have, yes, you know, yum. Seriously, microplane like, is like my. Like I think I need to travel. I travel with one now. Do you really? Yeah. I know. Okay, we're gonna talk about that more. I I also have a recipe pet peeve, so let's talk about that. Okay, okay. we'll be right back. This is a weekly dish. Stay tuned. We have many more things to say. Are you thinking of buying or selling a house this year? This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish, and you may remember that I sold my townhome in St. Paul and moved to Golden Valley. I love my new house, and it wouldn't have happened without the help of Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty. Carrie and Sue probably took me through 50 houses last summer, and I made offers on three of them. The market moves really fast, and there's a lot of negotiating, and you have to be ready with agents that know what they're going to do, how to get the best price, and the terms you want for inspection and move-in dates. Carrie and Sue were on it. They returned our calls within the hour, even after hours when I called crying, having buyer's remorse on a house that I backed out of. It happens. What can I say? And I loved how seamlessly they navigated between what I wanted and what Kurt wanted. They sold my townhome in one day on the market with multiple offers while another building in our complex sat on the market for 10 weeks and it had almost the same floor plan. My home was ready because Carrie and Sue helped me to get it ready. Cleaners, stagers, painters, they provided resources for all these things. And if you're buying or selling, call Carrie Elkst, C-A-R R-I-E and Sue Durfee at CarrieAndSue.com. That's Carrie and Sue at CarrieAndSue.com from Lakes Area Realty. Free Britney. Okay, let's just free Britney. Hopey, we got to play a Britney song every week, okay? I know. We got to do it until she's free. We should. We should. We're going to commit to that, you guys. If you haven't watched the Free Britney, it's on Hulu, I think. It's a documentary by the New York Times. It's amazing. And it's, again... I'm going to talk about it because I love it. So there is my top three in hour three. So, <laughs> um, okay, you guys, we, we did you want to, we actually, we're going to ask a question. Someone asked us about a blender and about if we have any brands or anything that we sort of recommend since we just threw that out there in the last hour. Um, and I will tell you, go ahead. You have yours. I am a Vitamix person. You are. They're sort of the high, low a Vitamix. If you use a blender a lot, you get your money's worth. Yeah. It, does everything you can i have one that makes soup so if you want to do like soups or sauces real easy you can do them in the vitamix it does cheese it does ice it does nuts yeah it just does everything um and how much how much did you pay for yours i think 185 dollars maybe during the 10 years ago when i thought i was dying of cancer and i thought i was all i was going to eat was juice for the rest of my life okay and greens because I feel like they're like... It was a panic purchase. Well, I, I think that's even very low cost for what they cost. They're like $300. Okay. So you got to steal, I think, for <laughs> and that. Maybe I spent more, but honestly, yeah. I panic purchased. I was like, oh my God, I have cancer. I'm dying. All yeah. I need to eat is kale. I remember. I need a Vitamix. I'll never forget. <laughs> where you're like, well, I, I'm never going to be able to eat pasta again. And I was like, I think you it, might. It's hard to have a food show when all you eat is kale. But, it you was, know. We did well. Okay. So, uh, all right, and I will tell you, the low on that is, I will tell you that I bought this $50 Blender B-L-E-N-D-R off of Instagram this winter during one of my purchases from the couch. By the way, I had to repair, return two pairs of pants. But this Blender... Instagram purchases are not easy to return I, either. Oh, no, because... And well, you don't know that they're coming from Taiwan. on some table. Yep. Until you hit... That's right. Buy, and then you're like, wait a minute, where's this coming from? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I will tell you that I think uh, this blender that I bought for 50 bucks is a cute little thing. It's orange. It's a USB port blender. It's cordless. 
it is changed Jake's and my like a trajectory. USB cord blender could be very handy in the van. Yes. Yes, sorry, I shouted. I'm sorry. Oh, no, please shout. It's, it's Shout it from the rooftops, woo, friend. Woo, woo. A van blender yeah. could be life-changing for okay. the margarita sitch. I'm telling you, and I have we have blended everything in it. We have done, it's strong. It's wicked okay, strong. Gonna, we do tons of smoothies, but we're also, um, we also do, and you can like, that's why you can like shake it up and you can kind of whip around with it. It's handheld, and it's like we did, I remember I did my green goddess sauce, my, res, yep. my dressings in it, and then it's... It is a little bit tough with your ice. You have to kind of go in a couple spurts, but it it pulses. It's great. Okay. And so if it's, it's USB operated. USB, right. Then- so you just like charge it and then you, and then and it charges. We charge it like maybe once a week and we use it all the time. Okay. So there's my blender thing. All right. So here's what we're going to talk about now though, because it is fish fry season. And I know that this is one of those things where... You know, things are we'd be all over it. Yeah, but this is a weird season this year for fish fry. In fact, you know, I think last year was the very beginning of like, uh, should we be fish frying? You know, a lot of churches and stuff got really nervous about it. Yep. And so I think that this year, a lot of churches have decided to change things up. Now, the most important thing to remember, Friday fish fry, uh, you know, you can go to churches, you can go to bars and restaurants, you can go to, you know, clubs and VFWs, and they all have these special Friday fish specials. Some are all you can eat, some are not. Um, but basically what's happened is that I think we're seeing a lot more of takeout, obviously, and especially mm-hmm. from the churches. Because what it's been is, for the churches, it's sort of always been this very community-based celebration. Come together on a Friday night with your family and sit down elbow to elbow, you know, eating greasy fish. It's kind of, been, that's been the fun stuff. Um, St. Albert the Great, which was like kind of the Las Vegas of church fish fries. Yep. (laughs) They took a pause this year. And so I think that that's one of those things where they said we couldn't figure out how to do it safely and we couldn't figure out how to do it with all the things that we love doing with it. So they said, we're just going to pause. But there are some of the other ones who are still signed up. One of my favorite ones. The Holy Maronite? Yes, with the garlic sauce. God, that garlic sauce. So that one is on the Holy Family Maronite Church, which is in it is in St. Paul, isn't it? Yeah, um, they're Mendota, Mendota. That's where it is. OK, so they have they're known because they have this Lebanese rice and green beans with tomato sauce. They've got fried cabbage. Then they've got this garlic sauce, which is just like, give me a break. The best. I love it. And it's 15 bucks for this huge plate. So here's the deal. They're doing a takeout deal only this year. And it is a you have to order it the week before. Like you have to plan it on. You have to order by that Wednesday so that they know that they have who's coming. And it's 15 bucks, but you register by Wednesday and then you just go and pick it up. Have some. <laughs> I'm going to. Let's have some grace with the churches because <laughs> yeah. I did see a number of people that were um, tweeting from the line last night that were waiting in line. You know, these churches, they're not takeout yeah, operations. This is not a restaurant. You don't yeah, get to complain so about it. Let's just, nope. before we yeah. go down that road, oh, just really? understand that these are many volunteers working <sighs> in church kitchens. People weren't upset. Okay. But it was like, been waiting in line for all this time. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Okay. Yeah. And Epiphany in Coon Rapids is doing drive through. I sort of love them. They have a huge, huge amount of food for 10 bucks, you guys. Baked fish, tater tots, coleslaw, applesauce, dinner roll, and a cookie for $10. Like, that's ridiculous. That's it's a ton delicious. of food. They are not pre ordered. They are drive up. Um, the big one that I think that is good to plan for is to me the Sacred Heart Fish Fry. I have to tell you, this one in Robbinsdale is my favorite kind of like churchy fish fry. They're in their 42nd year. 
They have outstanding beer battered fish. Outstanding. And if you have someone in your midst who is not a fisher, fish fry guy, then they have this meatless spaghetti that is pretty tasty. I've had that a couple times too. Um, and they're doing a $13, you know, for the battered cod with your baked potato, green beans, garlic bread, and a brownie for $13. And the meatless spaghetti is a huge portion with garlic bread and a brownie for 12 bucks. And that is all takeout only, and you need to pre-order by Thursday before that. Now, all of this that we've been talking about, you guys, is in the feed this last week. So we'll post that up onto the Facebook page like normal. Um, and I think you should say, too, that the feed is your Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine newsletter, and people can subscribe to get your feed. Yeah, Fridays. Because a lot of it comes out on Fridays, and a lot of the stuff that you talk about on Saturdays is in the feed. True. I will also pump my own newsletter at stephaniesdish.com. It says sign up for a blog. What that means is any recipes I've cooked that week, you will get in your inbox on Monday. Too, too good. Too good. Too good newsletters. Too good newsletters. I just had you. to pay, too, for the salad newsletter. Remember I talked about it a oh, couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, on the Substack. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was happy to do so. You re-upped? So. Good I for did. you. It's all newsletters these days. Um, and with Fish Fry, you guys, I haven't put up the list of the VFWs and the clubs that are doing it yet. We'll do that next week. But nonetheless, there are plenty of restaurants in town who are doing Fish Fry as well. And Fish Fry Friday specials. Um, I got to tell you, Birchwood is probably the best. I think. Oh, that's fighting words. I know. You know how I feel about my red cow. I know, and I and I have red cow in there because I know that it's so good. And they're also doing fish tacos this year. Uh, red cow is, but Birchwood has Red Lake Nation walleye. Like it's it's really good. I up do north like Birchwood walleye. Too. I know, and they have coleslaw tartar sauce. It's only on Fridays, and for the for the people who care, there's just gluten free. Okay, what about the Urban Growler Perch, though? No I have the Urban Growler on there, too. They, and they do it every Friday. And they have jalapeno cream ale, or normally they do. I hope they do. Oh, I, I don't know if they do or not. Yeah. That goes so beautifully with this fish fry. Well, let me tell you, at Urban Growler, you can do fish fry in or out. You can sit in their beer garden, or you can take it to go, which is really nice. So anyway, OBS is my favorite. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna if go you're sit gonna in a bar, East Side, go OBS, go OBS, go and get the fish fry OBS. at OBS for fourteen ninety five. Then crepes, what it's are you all you can eat. Doing? Oh yeah, and you can get a patty melt later in the week if you want. <laughs> crepes, we'll be right back. Hanson just said that George Michael really does it for her. Did you watch? Last Christmas, that movie, that's basically all George Michael songs. Yeah, I've watched Last Christmas. The with the girl who had the heart transplant. It's it's like two years ago. Oh wait, is it a Hallmark movie? No, it's not. It was a real movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. But she's like all her whole she's like all George Michael songs. Oh, I love George Michael. Yeah, so if would. I'm if I'm really getting down, I am George Michael really? in the car blasting, singing along. Freedom ninety is sort of the song that, by the way, if you ever need Freedom. to like list your lift yourself yeah. up, it's Freedom Ninety. Absolutely. And then the supermodels, remember the video? Yeah. No, I know. I walk in through so it. So great. Um, okay, I have to tell you that Patrice Johnson just gave us a good little tip. She said, read the air fryer. I'm told they're great for reheating takeout in this time of Lenten fish fries. I am also climbing on board the air fryer bandwagon. So what a okay, smart idea. Patrice, get thank your, you. Get your, fr- your fish fry, bring it home for takeout, and then heat it up in the air fryer. Because there, I would say that that would be the air fryer thing that I would use it for most, probably. Heating it's like, up takeout, like yeah, French fries. Yeah, because it's, and... it's so soggy when it gets home. Yeah. I I'm... have a much big, 
I have a thing about that. I'm I'm I've changed up my order and what I'm getting through takeout kind of. Yeah. Because I just want it to be a little bit better. I know. Patrice Johnson, thank you too, by the way. She has two cookbooks and she's been really helpful with this cookbook journey that I'm on. So good. I appreciate it. Good, good, good. We love her. Um, I gotta tell you, it's restaurant week. What? <laughs> Starting on Monday. I'll sing it all. And all day. You're Every so day. excited. It's all week. Monday through Sunday, I think it is. It goes. And a lot of them have takeout. Yeah. I here's, perused the list. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's We're still calling it takeout to lift up. Hashtag. But it's uh, basically what's you know interesting with the idea that things are rolling and things are opening up and that people are... Um, you know, trying to figure it out and trying to get people into the restaurants. Yeah, I mean, the, and so what we have here is a list of restaurants that are doing. Some are doing dine in only. Some are doing takeout only. But the majority are doing both dine in and takeout. Mm-hmm. So it really is sort of your choice and how you want to handle it. And I think there's a lot of great stuff on here. I'm very excited by some of it. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What does enhanced mean? Some oh. of them have listed enhanced next to them. That just means the listing is enhanced. So like their Twitter is lo- lo- loaded on the page. So usually it means that they have extra things on the website page. Okay. So that's what that means. I know it's weird that we put enhanced because it doesn't mean anything, it doesn't to, mean the anything to the reader. Reader. That's a but, problem for me, yeah. but okay. Yeah, so there you go. We're splitting hairs. Yeah, we have a lot of, there's some, you know, our restaurant database needs a little bit of, of a boost, but I tell you what, it also means that they have more pictures of their food and stuff like that. Okay, so. I'm looking forward to Baltimore. Yeah, are you really? Yeah, that looks just delicious. A Caesar is the appetizer I'm mm-hmm. going to have, and then I'm going to have the blackened flat iron steak with Yukon gold mashed potatoes and broccolini bordelaise yeah. with the chocolate flan. Oh, see, that's really good. Did you know? So here's one that's new this year. Fema's. We've never oh, had Fema's. Oh, you know what? And I'm going to do his. Are you going to? Yes, okay, it I is am. A, But it is a dine-in only. Here's oh, the deal. It. I know. I so, want to take out. I know. So Next this time. one is because it's shakshuka, and he's got that, you know, six-hour roasted tomato marmalade oh, over the sourdough. Yes, yes, yes. He's got yes. the free-range chicken tagine with candied onions, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. I know. You guys, if you're dining in, make that your list. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a really good one. And we've never had him. And of course, he's in the the most gorgeous building now you know what i mean and it's very airy and big you know what i mean it's not a small space yeah the it's yes yes so have that um i have to tell you that one of my favorite sleepers and i'm the one i've been thinking about a lot is the bungalow club i thought about that when i saw it yeah i mean that's a hard one for me to walk away from because i do really like uh there's like a spice crusted trout on that menu and there's such good, I mean, Andrew Kraft is such a really good, he's kind of a genius with it. He's doing a great job. Yeah. And I really, and I love that he's basically got, he's got takeout and deliver, or I mean, uh, dine in available. So you can do either one. And I also love the fact that he's, uh, saying that you can add on your, uh, the pasta course if you want. And he makes fresh pasta. Yeah, it's really good. It's fantastic. And you can also add on a board. So you could really have like a huge meal here to take out or to take, you know, and it's still 35 bucks for the three courses alone. 35 bucks. Think of how, when's the last time you paid 35 bucks for like three courses of food? Okay. Burger dive. Yeah. Half order of fries, a house burger with American cheese, minced onion and pickles. And this burger is really like when I have, when I get back into a this burger has me. Okay. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and you have your choice of beverage. You can dine in or take out 15 bucks. Yeah. Lunch or dinner. Yum. Burger I kind of love that. Um, do you know that? And we've kind of got listed. Broders has got their pork and piccata 
which is like a pop-up that I they're saw doing. That. And I love the fact that they've got a $15 lunch. A lot of people are looking for lunches because they're so very tired of sitting in their house and having to scrounge their refrigerators for sure. lunches. So a $15 lunch is going to get you some zupa de zuka, some squash soup, maybe some insalata, maybe some chilled potato salad. And then here's my thing. Go with that chicken piccata sandwich, which is just a beautiful crispy piece of chicken with lemon cape, lemon caper aioli and uh, ciabatta. Come on. That feels really good. Here's a real sleeper too. Yeah. Lake and Irving. True. This is a fantastic place, you guys, if you've never been. They've got a miso Caesar salad or a red pepper soup. Then for your entree, you can have from char shui pork chop, yep. which looks delicious, or an Asian slaw or a chicken thighs that have fried chicken thigh with island rice with pineapple, carrots, onion, red pepper, sweet chili, macadamia nuts, green onion, sesame seeds. Yum. Yum. With maple bourbon pot de creme. Yeah. Delicious. Yep. I love it. Uh, that place is underrated. What is? That uh, Lake and Irving. Lake and Irving is. They're and they're great. opening in Savage eventually. Oh, I did not know they that. They were popping up in Savage. So they, I think they have a Perkins that they're cooking out of, but it's not like like the sure. restaurant itself. I think that they are doing great stuff down there, too. So hopefully that'll that'll open sometime this year. Um, Copper Cow, which is Copper Hen's sister restaurant out in Minnetonka. I just think for the suburbs, this is a really great burger spot. And you've got a $25 dinner, $25. And you're going to get those cauliflower bites on the front. And then you get a a choice of like four, five different burgers or chicken sandwiches. Um, and one of them is of course the copper double, which is two with a double burger, which is so good. I'm going to call out Fogo de Chao for our friend, Kyle. (laughs) because some people just go crazy for this and it's 35 bucks and you get their whole everything. You get the salad bar, you get all of the fire roasted meats, you get a dessert. If you're a Fogo de Chao lover, this is the best deal in town to ever go. This one is a dine-in only, just to be yep. clear, too, though. But, I mean, yeah, there's just, Because like, you got to pick it's all your you can Brazilian eat, gaucho it's, meats. It's all you can eat. 35 bucks, all you can eat. And people like all you can eat. I know. Um, so, there we have it, you guys. Restaurant Week is, like I said, it starts on Monday, the 22nd, and it goes all week. And, you know, sometimes if you want to do, you know, a takeout for one day and maybe do, maybe have one dine-in, that could work out pretty well if you're only going to do that and then do takeout for the rest. Um, I think it's pretty great. And I also kind of want to shout out to Society Insurance, Minnesota Pork Board, Cargill Open Table, um, and all those guys, because of the fact that they are the people who have supported the restaurants during this, they're the reasons that we could do it this year, um, is because the, the they have underwritten it for the restaurants, which is really great. So I also did want to talk, I wanted to leave some room to time to talk a little bit about the other restaurant news that has happened this yes, week. Yes, please. Which is, of course, the fact that Birch Steak is closed. Oh, and it was that, a real, that schnoof noodle. Oh, Ellie, my daughter, was like, the schnoof noodle! <laughs> it was like I could hear her shouting it from Loring Park. Yeah, I, I can't in even... In Golden Valley. How many people called out the schnoof noodle? I mean, oh, how many people just, were like, yes. wow. And I gotta tell you, I mean, and you guys, as listeners, you know, because you have sent us the questions all year long. What have you heard about Birch? What have you heard about Barla Grassa? What have you heard about, I mean... 112 years. We just were absolutely in the dark until we weren't. And that's kind of the hard part. But it was really nice to tell you guys. I I hope you saw the piece that I wrote about it because I got to talk to Isaac Becker about it. And he was really frank and open and honest about why, you know, it didn't work. And Birch didn't work even before the pandemic. It was tough and it was it was a huge space and it just wasn't profitable. And I think that's a really bold thing to say in the front of this because a lot of you know there seems to be these sort of like tropes almost that were like it's 
you know, the ant, it's the maskers, it's the, you know, it's the regulations, it's all the things. And he's saying the pandemic obviously exacerbated it, but they, it is the truth that there are restaurants who were having a hard time before, and this just made it impossible. Glaringly obvious. Right. Yeah. And so we don't say like, you know, a smoking ban was at fault, or the mayor is at fault, or the right. governor's at fault. It's not that. It's so much more complex. And I think the more that we, the more that I would hope that they talk about it, the more that the restaurateurs are honest and, and you know, kind of accountable to that truth, to me, is the better for everybody to understand. So when he really talked about the cost mix versus sales, mm-hmm. it's, 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 you have to remember, like, if you have this many things on your menu and you are, you know, it takes this many people to make those things on the menu, just because you don't have the sales, if people aren't coming in, you can't just cut those people off. You can't right. just say, if you oh, only do business on Friday and Saturday nights and you've got to have a staff of 50 to run your restaurant, yeah. you still need business yeah. Monday, you can't, Tuesday, Wednesday, You can't and just say, these cooks can go home. It takes those cooks to make those dishes, so if there are anybody coming in for those dishes, you need to do that. And so labor is a massive piece of it. So I will tell you that I think that it was, I mean, it's very sad. And, and the good news is, is that he did, you know... Isaac said he feels good about, you know, he's facing a mountain of debt, but he feels good about the future. He's going to open the other three, Bar La Grasso, 112 Eatery, and Snack Bar will open this summer. Um, and the best news is that he's going to give us some of the dishes from Birch on some of the other menus. Oh, so the schnoof noodle might live again somewhere. You might find some schnoofs in your, in your, in your oh, future. Oh, at Bar La Grasso, probably. Well, or Snack Bar, which has pizzas and then tons of small plates. So True. We can find the Kinkali's are the ones that I love, the Georgian dumpling the kinkales and then also for me it was the sea bean salad that sea bean salad oh boy i, I can remember the taste of that, that yeah. and it was so good and the so roasted good. carrots with thyme were also fantastic <laughs> those are easily replicatable yes. on snack bar menu yes. so i would go. love roasted a schnuff noodle roasted carrots and thyme with a little bit of goat cheese and then the dry rubbed ribs from Bar La Grassa, like that is a perfect. That's just, your meal. Mm, yum. I just want that pizza. I mean, I literally spent the so much time sitting pizza. at that pizza place. That was so good. The Calabrian. But I mean, he's got that. At- you would go a lot. Yeah. I know you and the gals. I know. In the we basement. did. My, well, Smyre lived a couple blocks and away. And so free. we went and sat. That was our Valentine's Day. We yep. went and sat and and bought bottle, you know, bottles of bubbles. <laughs> lamented our man life we know it just we celebrated the love for each other how about that yeah sorry it sorry. doesn't always have to be negative you for you Dear poor God. single folks because you're not poor and you're not single <sighs> we'll be oh. right back everybody welcome back to weekly dish thanks for joining us today we had a pretty good show i think and we've had a lot we've covered a lot of things today. we did cover a lot of ground i mean starting everything. with the cocktail hacks i right. mean Air fryer tech. I mean, honestly, that is going to live. I think that that's going to be the most interesting uh, revelation from this day as far as what goes onward. Like probably you're going to get one and we're going to have to talk about it. And I'm just going to I don't know. I have I have a lot of things I'm cooking and having to cook. Can I tell you a pet peeve about recipes? Sure. Okay. When you have a recipe. Yeah. And it usually starts out with the olive oil in the pan or the oil in the pan and then the onions and then the garlic. Why do people put the garlic in the pan so early? Because then they say, don't burn the garlic. But if you're at any heat over low, you can easily burn garlic. So why do they put the garlic in the pan so early? Isn't it better to like get a lot of your sauteing going and the things you need to saute for more time and then add the garlic either minced or grated at the end when it can still retain that garlic flavor? 
Do you have any thoughts about this? Because I've been really thinking about it. Well, I guess because because it is usually minced like that, then you're going to get, if you have other vegetables in there, it's not going to hit the heat as much and get kind of a good caramelization on it or get, you know, uh, cooked through. Because like if I think about if I have other things in there, it's going to hit that and it's not going to hit, it's not going to touch the heat in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to get But seared. they always have you do the onion. Yeah. Then the garlic. And then like you do a minute or two and then the next thing. Oh. Like, so... I By guess that, I'm you know, stirring the garlic and the onion together, usually. I mean, like, you're sauteing. But saute. then aren't you worried about your onion bur- or your garlic burning? I actually like my garlic burned, I'll tell you what. So I'm probably the worst one to ask for this. Because I would rather have a crispy garlic to it than to have a raw garlic. You well, know what I mean? and it wouldn't be raw. No, because you're be Whatever you're cooking, you've usually got a stir fry. You're right. This is an interesting quandary. I don't understand it. Huh. And as I'm writing recipes, I'm like, I don't want the garlic... And then I don't want to say like, and be careful not to burn the garlic, like every recipe says, like, why I don't I just put it at the end yeah. or microplane grate it in certain recipes so that it's more, you know, it's not a, a chunk, you know it's what's more hard? infused through the whole dish. The, what's harder for is the fact that it's like, uh, you have to assume things about readers. You do. If you're writing for publication on recipes. And I'm Whereas scared. Mine are like this the recipes I put job up- to help me because I... I know the time I'm like a handful of this. You're going to have to consider that. And what's worse is you're going to have to consider it and you're going to write them all. And then you're going to have to go back and do it again. I know. And so you're going to have to ready for that. That's the thing is like, that's why I like the social, like putting recipes up on what to cook for when, because I can just write what I want to write. Recipe? Question mark? Recipe? Um, But you, uh, that's the tyranny of the recipe question. Recipe? Um, but you know, I think that you, I think you have to think intuitively. You have to, the hardest part is that you have to consider what people, and this is my big thing with meal kits and chefs. And I've talked about this where they don't understand the home cook. And so then they put in, you have a meal kit with all these instructions for assembling your thing. And they don't understand that you are not that same. You don't have a commercial kitchen. And so a famous chef gave me a meal kit a while ago and I cooked it and I almost burned my house down because the smoke from the sauteing of the meat yeah was so odiferous and just and i was like clearly he's not doing this at home well and i love like the thing of like add an egg if you want i'm like where when when, when and, and should it be a, like should it be beaten egg? Egg? Is, are you talking about a fried egg should i be putting a boiled egg in here like what add an egg what yeah, so there's a lot that has to be considered. I know. I good just luck. hope uh, my <laughs> editor's good. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. It's so decent. Hey, I wanted to give a shout out that uh, Minneapolis bars are now open for seating. So you can now sit at the bar. I mean, most places, I don't think anybody was really closed. Well, like Palmer's was closed, I think. I don't know. What if, about Meteor, or, um, Meteor Bar? Like, can they now be open? They Well, yeah, they could They could be open anyway before you just but couldn't sit. they had sit. two seats. Yeah, I know. You just couldn't sit at the bar. But hopefully now. Palmer's Bar? Yeah, no, I just said Palmer's. I yeah. don't know if Palmer's is open or not. Um, I know that Tony was not open. You know what I mean? So there's no. He may be waiting for the spring. I mean, well, in the patio that they did, they redid their patio and made it bigger. So that would be better anyway. So that'll be good. But yeah, it's sort of, uh, it's nice to know that they lifted the ban of sitting at the bar because. You I know what bar is open it. that I really am dying to go to that what? just opened right before the pandemic is the Scalvin Distillery. Yeah. Cocktail room. It's apparently really fun. Well, they tried to do a Japanese flavored yeah. bar, so that's kind of interesting. They're like up in Columbia Heights or something, aren't Brooklyn they? Brooklyn Park. Oh, they're Brooklyn, Brooklyn Center, Park. Brooklyn Park. 
Yeah. You know who another one is a good undersung uh, cocktail tap or cocktail room is Downfork. Oh, in St. Yes. Louis Park, dark and sultry. Is and, that in St. Louis Park? Yeah, That's it's in like be a right warehouse by behind behind Bunnies, which oh, is like okay. nice. you know you have to kind of find it, but it's worth it. It's, Think of all the discovery I have on the West Side that I mean, has just been a lot. It's just I've been waiting. You've been waiting. Great. Okay, so. <laughs> I got to tell you that uh, if you're thinking about maybe doing burgers this weekend because it's so warm, the uh, Hell's Kitchen has a four pack of Juicy Lucifers that they're say- they're selling for pickup. It's already stuffed. The burger is stuffed for you. Oh, yum. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a burger patty, but they've already put the cheeses and- in there. They do have like a regular, you know, cheese stuffed one, but then they have the Inferno and that one is stuffed with ghost pepper jack cheese, jalapenos and shallots. Yum. I know. That's a Juicy Lucifer. What a great name. I know. And we, uh, they also have like a spicy, sweet red pepper jelly that goes on top. So that's a really, I mean, like that's a nice step up yeah. from the Juicy Lucy, a little different, if yeah. you will. I I'm all dig that. here for it. I would do that. So it's 37 bucks for four burger. That's good. And you get buns and everything. So I love it. Um, this is the other thing I want to let you know that uh, Revival has an ice bar. They're the newest, got a new ice bar. Is it on Selby in the back, in their back patio? It is. Okay. Yeah. And so they are doing, um, and I love it. They're all week long. They've got this ice bar up and it is going to have, uh, they're selling, they've got the smoker out there too. So they're doing like quick pick up, quick hangout and take. Um, they've got uh, burnt end chili. They've got chopped pork chili cheese burritos, which is like <laughs> all I want right now. <laughs> that does sound so good. I just want it right now. Um, they've got smoked Cubanos and all the stuff. And then, of course, they've you got... you could get a Jazzy Bell? I don't know. But they do. It is the bar. They have bourbon sweet tea. They've got hot buttered rum. I bet you could. Yum. I bet you could totally sit and have some Jazzy Bell. Um, they've the got Jazzy old Bell fashions. is their house white sparkling wine yeah. that I'm just crazy about. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's coming. It's coming close to you, too. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to point out was this uh, Keepsake Ciders wassail. If you guys haven't done a wassailing, it is a wassailing we go. It is one of the funnest. I think it's one of the coolest things. I can't remember whose orchard I did it at first. But um, Keepsake Cider Orchard in Dundas. So it's a little bit of a trek. But they have a great operation down there. And they are doing a wassail, which basically you go into the orchard. And it's a, like kind of like a blessing on the trees for the harvest for the coming season. But it's also ridding it of the bad spirit. So you get to like run around and do songs and bang pots and do all sorts of noise making fun things. You get to get rowdy. You get to sprinkle toast over the orchard because that's one of those things that they do in England. So I think the sprinkling of the toast is a thing that everyone should experience. Don't you? It sounds pretty fun. I know. They've got bonfires. They've got all sorts of stuff and they'll have cheese toasties, you know, for eating and buying. And then you can have tons of really great cider, hard cider. So good. So that's what I got for you is what's going on in the Twin Cities. Uh Betty and Earl's, by the way, has just joined Goldbelly, so you can do nationwide shipping. Oh. That's big news. Oh, that is so big if news. if you want to ship these delicious biscuits to your family or your friends nationwide. Wow. Or someone moved out of town and is missing them, you can find them at Goldbelly. Okay. That's but, a decent thing. I yeah, haven't Betty had a good biscuit in a while. I mean, I haven't. You know, theirs is like literally. I had the blueberry lemon recently there, and did it you? was pretty good. Did you go and get it, or did, did you have it delivered? I did it takeout. Yeah. I don't really do delivery because I'm feeling bad about the delivery services. So there's a lot of that, like, and it's weird. It goes in these cycles. Quite I honestly, know. like everyone gets in, gets super angry about it, and then it goes 
away. And then everybody there's gets, a need sometimes. Like, you need to have certain foods. Well, and, you know, some restaurateurs have said, like, if I didn't have these services, I wouldn't get, people wouldn't patronize me. So, yes, it takes a chunk, but at least I'm getting something. Right, right. I don't know. Did you know that uh, Yangtze has dim sum for a takeout? I did know that. Because that's something I'm interested in, too. I miss taking, but I, I miss dim sum, but I want to just sit there. I and know. I want them to bring me I things. Know, so I there. know. I know. All right, guys. We'll go out and have a great day. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Need a gift idea for the outdoor adventure in your life? Shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection, made with water-repellent puddle guard technology and ZQ-certified merino wool with a low environmental impact. It's a natural fit for winter runs. And Allbirds offsets the carbon footprint to make their Mizzle Collection carbon neutral, so you can take comfort in treading lighter. Get on their nice list this year with the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.